If you have to walk alone, it's fine because you and God is a majority. Five eight zero two Success Forces Part Eleven. Don't follow the crowd. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. And today we are continuing with a series entitled Success Forces. There are forces in life that cause us to fail, and there are forces in life that cause us to succeed. And we have been talking about for these past few sessions the forces of success that will help take your life to another level in all of the areas of your life. You can go to brothersoftheword.com, listen to the entire series absolutely free. And today, we're going to deal with today's success force, which is don't follow the crowd. Don't follow the crowd. In Romans 9.27, Isaiah cries out concerning Israel. Though the number of the Israelites be like the sand by the sea, only the remnant will be saved. And this is referencing Isaiah 10.22. But here over in Romans, Paul is saying, he's quoting Isaiah. Though the Israelites be like the sand of the sea, only a remnant will be saved. And you say, well, that's the Old Testament. That's Isaiah saying that. When you go to Matthew 7, 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Don't follow the crowd. Now this is dealing with Salvation. It's dealing with your afterlife, but that principle holds true in this life. Don't follow the crowd. I've always said, I don't want anything the crowd has because basically what the average has is simply not good in any area of life. Do you know how much the average person has in their wallet or purse? $34. Now, it's good to have $34, but I don't want what the average has. I just don't want $34. So it's not good to follow the crowd in any area of life. The average person in America is not in good health. The average person is not in a great relationship. The average person does not have their spirit elevated. Don't follow the crowd. And if you want something different from the crowd, you cannot follow the crowd. You've got to do something different from the crowd. And most people are simply not successful because they're not fulfilled. Most people are still wishing, wanting, waiting, hoping, and dreaming. And very few people walk the path of their divine destiny. And generally, that path of divine destiny is, as Jesus stated, it is a narrow, straight path. It's not the wide path that the whole crowd is on. And it's interesting about Jesus' words, and he says, not only is it wide, the path leading to destruction, and narrow, the path that leadeth unto life, 
and few be that find it because everyone who finds it does not enter it. Finding it is just having the enlightenment and the knowledge. See, a lot of y'all have found some truth, you just won't walk in it. It's a huge difference between finding the truth and walking in the truth. So don't follow the crowd. Now, normally, I would stand up here and say, I feel great today. I didn't say that today. And you know the reason why I didn't say that today? Because I didn't feel great when I woke up this morning. And let me tell you why. We went away on Friday evening to a funeral in North Carolina. One of our great evangelist friends passed away, and the funeral was Saturday morning, and Sister Stephanie stayed there to be with the wife, and Pastor James and I rode back together. Well, it was a seven-and-a-half-hour drive back from North Carolina. Pastor James, he took a shift, I took a shift, and we had about four-and-a-half hours to go. And in the prior shift, we had stopped and gotten us something to eat, so my stomach was full. And you all know how it is when your stomach is full, and you're on the highway, you all just know how it is. So I know how I am. So you got to know how you are. So I knew how I was. And I said, I knew if I got to take this shift, we got four and a half hours to drive, and I got a shift to drive, and I'm full. I mean, I was full. I mean, I just didn't have a little salad. I was full. So I knew sitting up driving in that car, I was going to get kind of sleepy on that highway. See, I can drive back country roads all day with no problem, but an expressway just so monotonous and dull. And we were in my Lexus. The car's real comfortable, like almost sitting in the living room. And sooner or later, after about 45 minutes, pastor go to nod and stomach full and the road is smooth. So what I did, we stopped at the truck stop. And when I got to the counter, I said, I'm going to do what everybody else does today. And they have these little bottles of five-hour energy. And I'd never had a five-hour energy before. So I said, today I'm going to follow the crowd. I'm going to do what everybody else does. So instead of me driving down that road getting sleep, I'm going to see if this five-hour energy works. So what I did, I bought a five-hour energy, and I drank the little two-ounce bottle of five-hour energy, and then I read the directions. And the direction says drink one half bottle in the morning and the other half of the bottle later on in the day. Now, see, this was one of the great issues that we often have in life. We don't read the directions. Do you know that's the problem that most of us have as Christians when God has given us the directions in his written holy word? We don't read the directions. And then when stuff go wrong, it's right there on the directions. I didn't read the directions until the stuff had all. And then when I said, oh, my goodness, I should have read. And I'm going to see, I do some stupid stuff. I should have read the directions first. So when I got in the car and started driving, after about five minutes, my head just went to booming. I said, this stuff's strong. And see, see, so after about two hours, Pastor James said, he said, I can take over. And I said, yeah, I don't need you to take over because I'm just as wide awake. Matter of fact, my head is booming. Fellas, it's going to shot my pressure up by 20, 30 points. I said, I don't need you. I'm just as wide awake as I can be. So that five-hour energy, I took it about 5 p.m. We got home about 10.30 that night. When I got home at 10.30, my head was still booming. It was booming at 10.30. It was booming at 11.30. By 12.30, it wasn't booming, but I was still wide awake. I did not close my eyes to go to sleep until 5 a.m. this morning. 
Then I had to get back up at 7. So normally I'll stand here and say, I'm feeling great. But to be honest, I haven't had but two hours of sleep because that five-hour energy lasted 12 hours on pastor. I followed the crowd. And I did not what I knew I should have done. I did what the crowd did. See, it was in this pretty bottle, and it was all attractive, and it was available, and it was just easy. And this is what gets you. So when you follow the crowd you in, and when I got up, I didn't feel good at all because the after the energy of the world leaves you, it leaves you in worse shape than it was beforehand. So once the five-hour energy has gone, now you drained of energy, you haven't had any sleep. The sleep you did get wasn't worth a quarter. So now you wish you had never fooled with that way of the world. Don't follow the crowd. So how do you not follow the crowd? See, Jesus gives you three keys. And right after Matthew 7, 14, where he says, Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it, is verse 15. And Jesus begins to give you some keys of how not to follow the crowd. Because I don't want you in the shape of the crowd. You're supposed to be the remnant. You're supposed to be the exception. If you're truly following Jesus, you'll not live like everybody else. So there's a key of how do you not follow the crowd. It's one of those great success forces because the truly successful people are not in the crowd. And Matthew 7, 15 begins this. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Number one, don't follow the crowd. Follow their fruits. And this is what Jesus is saying. He says, sometimes you're going to hear some smooth sound and stuff. But examine the fruits. My daddy always used to say, he said, I don't judge folk. I'm just a fruit inspector. And do you know if you examine the fruits, it will rarely lead you wrong. You can't listen to the words. You have to examine the fruits. So before you get wrapped up to anything, before you go to following anybody, look at the fruits and those Fruits will tell you what they're all about, and it will tell you where you're about to head. See, we often follow the flash and the flamboyancy and the feel good. Follow the whole fruit. And when you look at the fruit, it'll tell you something. And when you follow that fruit, you won't follow the crowd because the crowd doesn't have good fruit. And one key I always ask myself before I will sit under anybody or follow their advice, I ask myself this one question. Do I want in my life what's in their life? Do I want to be in their position? And if I don't, I don't need to follow their advice. Now, it's not that they may not have good advice. Sometimes they do. But what I have found is this. If you listen to them long enough, it starts to lead you exactly where they are because that's the advice they've used. So always check the fruit and follow the fruit, not the crowd. Matthew 7, 21, following along right in that same section. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, 
But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Or King James says, or you workers of iniquity. Here, Jesus says, a lot of folk are going to come to me saying, Lord, didn't I do miracles in your name? Didn't I cast out demons? Now, these are no ordinary folk. But he said, get away from me. I never knew you. The key to this is this. Don't just say it. Do it. There is a big difference between what's in your heart and often what's on your lips. There is a huge gulf sometimes between what folks say and what they do and the motivation behind what they do. Sometimes you've heard people sing, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold, and they won't tithe. You check the giving record, and it's like, how can you sing, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold? And I'm looking at your giving record. And your giving record says you've neither given silver, gold, nor copper. <laughs> so how are you going to say? 1 John 4.20 says, If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us the command, whoever loved God must also love his brother. So... Jesus is saying, first of all, check the fruit. Second, all of those who say it, and even some who are doing some things on the outward, are not really with me. So if you want true success, you've got to do this stuff from your heart, and you've got to mean it, and you've got to follow in the path of Jesus. The third thing, Matthew chapter 7 24, continuing on. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Number three of what Jesus is saying in these simple few sets of verses. Stormproof your life. So I'm talking about success forces. But one of the things about success, everyone will go through storms. There's no two ways about it. It's some stuff going to hit you. I don't care how holy you are. It's some stuff going to hit you. We just left the funeral yesterday, and this was a funeral of the man who was the most pro-Jesus man we have ever met in our lives. Every time I talked to this man, it was Jesus, 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 and he was this way 24-7. He had just started a Jesus chicken farm, and they had to slide at the funeral a chicken with a vote Jesus button on the chicken. So he was Jesus 100%. But yet, a storm came. Storms will come in our lives. But if our foundation is built on the right foundation, the storm will not harm you and you will not fall. And that's something that you have to be prepared for before it hits. It's like 
building up your immune system. While we were headed down to the funeral, we stopped at the Golden Corral, and we were sitting there eating, and all of a sudden, I see Pastor James say, oh, and then I see Sister Stephanie go, oh, I said, what's wrong? And they whispered over to me, we were sitting right in front of the dessert bar, and they whispered over to me, there's a lady, and she had a chocolate cupcake with chocolate icing. And there's a lot of folk just walking back and forth. If you've been to Golden Corral, you know how many people. There's a lot of people just walking back and forth. And she said the lady dropped the cupcake on the ground. And the cupcake fell top down. And the icing hit the carpet. And the lady bent down, got the cupcake, then reached down, scooped up the icing, and ate it. So it just had them almost just shaking. And James said just even had him wondering what was even on the bottom of his shoe. It just had him so shaken by this lady eating this cupcake. And she just reached down and just scraped it up and just ate it. She said, ooh, how in the world did a lady do that? And they couldn't understand how this lady would just eat the cupcake icing off of this nasty carpet that all these folk been walking back and forth on. And it just had them where they almost couldn't even eat their food. Just even thinking about that lady eating that icing off of it. But yet I told them, that lady isn't going to get sick. She isn't going to get sick. I said, even though that carpet may be germ-laden, it is not a matter of the germs that you face. It is a matter of the strength of your immune system. That lady was strong. (laughs) I mean, I could look at that lady. That lady was strong. And... Them germs were not going to bother that lady. You could look at that lady and you could tell this is not a lady you want to mess with. Whether you germ or human, this is not a lady you want to mess with. That lady was strong. And see, when your earthly temple, just the physical flesh, the same as your spirit, when it is built on solid foundation, germs won't bother you. The things of life that would come against you to infect your work, they won't bother you because your internal is strong. But if your internal is weak, the first little cold or germ that comes along will lay you flat. Storm-proof your life. And when your spiritual immune system is strong, then you will be able to resist all kind of stuff. Because stuff is just going to happen in your world. You cannot avoid it. You know some people have stuff just happen. The widow of the evangelist who passed away, she got up and spoke and she was just as powerful and just as strong because she had been steeped in the house by a man who taught Jesus all day and all night. And when you live and breathe Jesus all day and all night, even death does not knock you down. Storm-proof your life. It's one of the success forces. And see, we think success is just when everything goes right. No, no, no. Even the most successful of people have stuff go wrong. See, one of the things about even this morning, I wasn't feeling good when I woke up. I wasn't even feeling that good when I got here. But by the time I got in the ark, something happened. I feel like I've had eight full hours of sleep. I feel just as good like I hadn't even had that five-hour energy. I feel just as good. See, sometimes when you come and just get into presence, and see, some of you, and you don't feel good, you let that keep you out of the house of God. And sometimes when stuff has gone wrong in your life, you then run away from God. 
when you ought to run to God, when you understand where your strength is. And I'm not saying any of you are going to be like that lady and eat that stuff off the floor. And I told my wife that, and she said, that sounds just like you. I said, no, sweetheart, I won't eat anything like that. Or, no, no. She said, yes, you do, because sometimes you drop some food at the house, you just pick it right on up and eat it and tell me it's not going to even bother. I said, does it ever bother me? She said, no, but that's not the point. You just pick it right on up and eat it. When your spiritual system is strong, and I don't worry about anything bothering me, I really don't. I don't worry about anything bothering me in the physical or in the spiritual because when you are grounded, I know God got me. And I know if anything does happen to me, as long as I'm doing what God has told me to do, he has ordained it. And if he has ordained it, it's all right. Now, that doesn't mean it's not going to be rough, but it's all right. It's like I work out with Ringo over there. When I work out with Ringo, Ringo is like the higher power. Ringo will send you through some stuff. And then sometimes I'll tell Ringo, I said, man, I can't do that. He said, yes, you can. I said, I can't do that. Ringo just put something. He said, go ahead. I said, I can't do it. He said, go ahead. And then Ringo said, look, if you can't make it, I got you. And sure enough, I'd be just a struggling and straining and Ringo, and I'll see Ringo's hand underneath it just pulling it on up. And when he finished, he said, I didn't do anything but put my finger on it. But the point is this. I know God's got me. So as long as I'm in his will, I don't worry about stuff that happens. Now, I wouldn't have eaten that off that nasty flow in the Golden Corral. But even if I had, I was not going to get sick unless I had not been doing what God told me to do. He made me a promise, work out six days a week, you'll never be sick. So anytime you see me sick, you can guarantee I have not done what God told me to do. The success force of not following the crowd. You are a peculiar people. You're not like everybody else. If you're following Jesus, you ought to be set apart. You ought to think different. You ought to talk different. You ought to walk different. If you're following Jesus, you are not following the crowd. Follow the fruits. Whoever you're going to follow, look at those fruits and make sure those fruits in their life, they're the fruits that you want in your life. Don't just talk. Do it and storm-proof your life. For wide is the gate and broad is the way. That leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few, few, few there be that find it. People, you don't even need to follow the crowd of the disciples. So what? Yeah, Jesus had 70 disciples. Only 12 stayed with him. 80% left. So if you followed the crowd back then, you would have been with the disciples who left Jesus. So you don't follow the crowd back then, you don't follow the crowd now. If you have to walk alone, it's fine because you and God is a majority. So even if you have to walk alone, you walk alone and you don't follow the crowd. And when you don't follow the crowd and when you follow God, you are headed to success. And regardless of storms that come, you will be storm-proofed, you're going to be fine, and everything will turn out beautiful. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was part 11 of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled Don't Follow the Crowd by Nathaniel Bronner. 
This message is number 5802. That's 5802. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 5802 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.